Well, this evening I have one more opportunity to offer you, I'm going to say it again, a revolutionary truth about prayer. And I've said that each evening, but tonight I'm going to use the words of someone else to support that statement, uh, that if you will learn this, if you will begin to practice it along with the purpose of prayer, along with praying through your day, you're going to see your prayer life revolutionized. And let's look at the scriptures first tonight, 1 Samuel chapter 3. And I'm going to show you, even in this scripture tonight, I'll, I'll make the point of how you can do this and how God works in this way. But in 1 Samuel chapter 3, Samuel's now been sent to uh, serve there at the temple with Eli and minister before the Lord. And the story is, is that he has laid down and gone to sleep. And I'm going to catch us up to verse 8, but he uh, has now, as he's laid there at night, he's heard a voice. Samuel, Samuel. And he rises up and he thinks it's Eli calling him, so he runs to Eli and wakes him up. And Eli says, no, I didn't call you, go lay back down. And then the second time, he's laying there and he hears a voice, Samuel, Samuel. And so again, he goes to Eli. Did you call for me? No, 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 no. Go lay back down, boy, I'm trying to sleep, you know. And then we pick up the reading in verse 8. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. You've got to have a place, by the way. And, and the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. And the Lord said to Samuel, Now we'll stop right there. Now he's got some things to say, and Eli's going to press to learn what it is, and it ain't the best news for Eli, but to his credit, he says it's the word of God, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll trust it. Tonight I want to tell you that there is a category of prayer that we see here that Eli was introducing Samuel to at a very young age. And it made me think this afternoon, boy, we ought to, we ought to maybe try to teach our young ones this while they're still young. But it's what we might call listening prayer or conversational prayer. And I guess you could use either term, but I'm going to explain that tonight. It's something, as you see in this story, that God initiates. And, and God will initiate this in your life. God desires to have an intimate, conversational relationship with us. And so he'll initiate this. And he does it here. And Eli says to him, go back, lie down, listen, and ask. And those are the elements of this, this category of praying where you are, you are seeking to speak to God ask God something, and receive an answer from God. And Samuel does. He goes to his place. We've talked about that even today, the importance of having a place. And he goes to that place, and he asks, when he hears, he senses God, he asks, and God speaks to him. Albert Barnes said, a personal presence, not a mere voice or impression upon Samuel's mind, is here distinctly indicated. 
what made me read that, just to tell you, is uh, in that text where Eli says, you say, speak Lord for thy servant heareth. And I always, you know, I wonder why did Samuel not say speak Lord? He just says, speak thy servant heareth. And so that's where I was looking at some of those writers, if they would maybe clue me in. And I don't know. I didn't even get an answer. Most that I could see there in that little thing didn't have any answer. I don't know if it's just the unfamiliarity or maybe the, the, the reverence of thinking, oh my goodness, God's talking to me, you know. Maybe he just slipped up, but I know his heart was right and God heard him. Hey, by the way, that could be some good instruction. You may not always get all the right words right, but God knows your heart. And uh, I said I would let another speak to this about how it could revolutionize your life. Look, look at this by John Eldridge. In his book, Moving Mountains, he said, The single most significant decision that has changed my prayer life more than any other, the one step that has brought about greater results than all others combined is this, asking Jesus what I should pray. So simple and so revolutionizing. Utterly obvious once we consider it, but something we so rarely practice. Now, I don't know if, if I'm just expecting the feeling or if I really feel it, but there might be a little bit of a feeling in the room. Whoa, 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 preacher. Ah, come on. Are you, are you being for real tonight? Ask Jesus what to pray about? I want to give you a couple of examples of how this works. Last evening, sitting right there, I was, um, I was, you know, we were having our prayer time, and I was thinking about tonight. I told you all ago I'd explain more of this. I was thinking about tonight and how I just wasn't sure what I was supposed to teach on in prayer. And I've had ideas and thoughts, but man, you know, the last thing I want is my ideas and thoughts. I want something from the Lord. And I was sitting right there, and I, I made it a matter of prayer. I just simply asked this question. I said, Lord, I said, Lord, do you have a word for me on this? And in this particular time, it did not take very long. But in my heart, I heard, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. Now, I understood in that moment that that was a confirmation of something I had been thinking on earlier in the week. And I said, yes, Lord, we will talk tomorrow night about listening prayer. Thank you. Thank you for answering. Amen. And, and that, that's an example of how this works. Well, let me give you one more. This afternoon, uh, Brother Corey and I had uh, Brother Van Horn and Brother Russell over here in the studio doing some recording. And we were discussing the topics of the week and all the things that have been going on. And we were on the subject of meditation and I was recalling as, uh, as an example of a time of using meditation, not medication, but meditation. Uh, we, we were talking about uh, back in the spring when I took the code guys on a trip to Linville Gorge. And that afternoon we got down in, set up camp, and then we made our way down to the bottom of the gorge where that Linville River runs through. And I told the guys, we're going to go down here and we're going to just kind of find a spot somewhere. And we're going to spend an hour just alone with God. You and God, me and God, we're just going to be alone with God for an hour. And I had said this to them, and now I, I wasn't thinking about this, I was just talking about in our conversation the, the importance of meditating and spending that time. And Brother Corey, when I asked him to, to share about what had happened to him, he reminded me that that day I had said to the fellows before we went down there, now look, when you go down here, just ask the Lord. Lord, what is it that you're trying to say to me right now? 
What is it that you're trying to speak into my life right now? I wasn't even thinking about that, but that was true. And Brother Corey can testify tonight, and he did that evening around the campfire, how that God spoke to him and answered that question directly in his life and brought some things to him, kind of pointed out some things in his life that God wanted to address and, and fix and restore. And he was testifying about that this afternoon. But here was the thing I remembered uh, after that. I remembered that that afternoon, and I was telling Athena about this, we were driving out to Linville Gorge, and I remember just being a little anxious because I knew I wanted so badly to make this trip, I wanted this trip to really introduce in a deeper way discipleship. And really, we're going to go out and spend time with God. And I wanted it to be something more than it had ever been. But I remember thinking, Lord, I don't know what to give the guys today. And I myself, on that travel out there, had said, Lord, can you give me something? What, what is it that I'm to give the guys? Because, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to give them a good devotion and it didn't happen right away, but by the time we had arrived at Linville Gorge, the Lord had brought to my heart this. And, and, and before God, I said this afternoon, Lord, I don't want to misrepresent you in any way. I don't want anything. But the Lord said, just tell them to ask me. Tell them to ask me themselves. And so that's, that's what we did that day. And I tell you, it was a wonderful afternoon. And so these are just two examples of what I'm talking about. And uh, friends, there is no doubt that questions may, you know, rise up as you talk about something like this. And I understand that. One of the things that I sense that may be encountered first is this. Well, I thought that we pray and talk to God and then he speaks to us through the Bible. Now, if you've listened to just about most teaching and preaching on prayer in most fundamental churches, that's about the gist of what you'll get. We talk, we talk to God by prayer. He talks to us through the Bible. Now, is that wrong? Absolutely not. It is the truth all day long. But it's not all the truth. The irony of, of that kind of belief is that the Bible itself doesn't actually teach that. Think about it. I just read the story of Samuel. Samuel did not hear from God through Scripture. Samuel heard from God directly himself. Again, consider Noah. Noah. God comes and speaks to Noah. There wasn't even a Bible for Noah. David, Daniel, Elijah, all these men God spoke directly to. Well, let's come over to the New Testament. What about Paul on the Damascus Road? What about Ananias, whom God sent to old Saul of Tarsus and said, I need you to go see him. <laughs> and like Ananias is, Lord, now are you sure? Because I heard about this guy. No, you go. I've got plans for him. You see that conversation going on between God and Ananias? And as far as I know, there was no Bible there. It might have been, but, you know. But, but look at Acts chapter 9. Look at this conversation between Saul of Tarsus and, and, and the Lord Jesus. And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus. <laughs> Woo, boy, I tell you, that's good right there. <laughs> this may be a preview church for Sunday morning. I'm just telling you now. I was just sitting right over here a moment ago reading John chapter 9 again. And that old boy that been blind and got healed, they said, who did this? And he said, a man called Jesus. Man, that's a good statement. I do, oh boy, that just, that just grabbed me a moment ago. I said, Lord, it's Thursday. Now, I told the people that this morning that you, you start giving me Sunday on Thursday, and so that could be it. It, it goes on. And, and in the next, he says, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? 
And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city. There's a conversation happening between a man and God. Now I guarantee you Saul of Tarsus didn't have his Bible open when he's laying on the ground, struck blind, and hearing the voice of God. Conversation with God. Now there's no way tonight for me to cover all the ins and outs of this in this devotion, but I I just want to joyfully present to you and encourage you tonight to open your heart to this form of prayer. This is, as I said before, this is this whole week is a week about a journey of discovery. That is what we're after. And I just encourage you tonight to open your heart to the possibility of a conversation with God. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, again, I told a thing to this this afternoon. Of all the teaching on prayer that I've done, truly this is the area that I feel the newest to. I've probably only, I mean, I can go back to when I got right with God and tell you that I remember hearing the voice of God. I can tell you what God said. I can tell you what God said when I was 16 years old. I was sharing it with Brother Van Horn the other night. I heard the voice of God at 16 years old. Now, no, we're not talking about an audible voice. I'm talking about something more real. I heard the Lord speak to my heart at 16 years old and say, I understand, it will be all right. I heard the Lord speak to my heart at 20 years old and said, I, I want to use you, but not like you are. Well, I remember that day like, you know, we always say, I remember it like it was yesterday. I do, I remember that. I, so I know what it is to hear from God. But this idea, this, not idea, this truth, this, this, this life of just kind of just going and setting, presenting yourself before the Lord and asking Him a question and, and waiting on the answer. Uh, it is a wonderful thing that can be real in your life. Remember, prayer, we said, is not first about getting answers, but it is first about union with God. But look at John 16 here, verse 23 and 24. And in that day ye shall ask me nothing. We're jumping in the middle, of course, of the context. But he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. This is union with the Father and with Jesus, that oneness. I read this this afternoon by Oswald Chambers. When a man is born from above, the life of the Son of God is born in him. And he can either starve that life or nourish it. Prayer is the way the life of God is nourished. Our ordinary views of prayer are not found in the New Testament. We look upon prayer as a means of getting things for ourselves. The Bible idea of prayer is that we may get to know God himself. That that, that just don't, I mean, (laughs) I'm just going to use that word I've been using all week. Wow. I might not have said it out loud, but I've said it a lot in my heart this week. I've wrote it a lot on notes this week. Wow. Now perhaps, perhaps the biggest question that would come in this topic is this. Preacher, how do I know that what I'm hearing is God? How do I know that it's not just me? Or that it's the voice of another? And i got to tell you, that's a good question. And that's the right question to ask. Especially when this is new to you. And even when it's not. By answering this question, I think I can better present the practice to you. And I'm going to offer you three responses to that really good question. Preacher, how do I know when I ask that the voice I'm hearing is God and not my own 
or not another's. So conversational prayer. How, how, how can I know I'm hearing from God? Number one, trust God. He is not trying to hide himself from you. I mean, when we go to God in prayer, don't we go in faith? So trust God. I promise you there's one who's never confused or mixed up about what's going on, and that's God. He's not the author of confusion, and he wants to hear from you, so trust God. If you come into this place where you say, I'm going to, and I'm going to give you an example in just a moment, but you've heard the examples I've already said. You come to the place and you say, Lord, I don't know what to say. I mean, you could be getting ready to go into the hospital room. I've experienced it. You're going, I'm going to tell you something, as a pastor, when you're going into the place where the person, a loved one, is about to pass away, or you didn't get there before they did pass away, and the family has only been there for a little while gathered in that room, and you're going to stop and say, Lord, what do I have to say for you? What can I say? And you know what? I've learned, too, when, when I don't get an answer, I've learned to be quiet. You know, you all joke about me because when I'm preaching and when I'm, you know, that I like to talk and, but I'm a pretty quiet person outside of this realm. And I know that. I don't want to just, now I ain't always been good at that. Sometimes I thought I would just give a word. (laughs) And every now and then, by the grace of God, it done some good. But sometimes you walk away saying, boy, I blew that. I say to you, trust God tonight, you know. Look at what Peter reminds us of. We are a chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood. Do you know what the priest does? The priest goes into the holy place, and he represents the people to God, and he gets something from God for the people, and we have all been made part of this royal priesthood. We can go before the throne of grace and get answers. To Jeremiah, he said, this most well-known verse, Call unto me, and I will answer thee. And show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. So I say to you, trust God. He's not trying to hide himself from you. How do I know if it's God's voice, preacher? Number two, your greatest prayer partners in the world are the Holy Spirit and Jesus himself. And there's where I wrote down wow on my notes today. Boy, if I tell you what, if you don't get anything else tonight, if you walk away with this understanding... That you can, you're, you're praying, or you at least can pray with the Lord Himself. Do you know the single biggest ministry Jesus has going right now is intercession? He, he spends His time praying for us and, and all things. We've heard the term prayer partners. <laughs> oh, can you, 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 you know, join me in prayer. Let's pray together. Let's, let's. We ask each other to pray for one another, and we share prayer requests. Well, Romans 8 says, Likewise, the Spirit also. Help with our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. Isn't that the truth? But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. I tell you, sometimes we fumble and bumble and mess it all up, but by the time it reaches the throne, it's as clear as crystal. Because the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. What a prayer partner. I sometimes I try to explain myself and share my heart with uh, another brother like Brother Charlie, and I tell you what, I feel like my tongue's fell out and I've tripped over it and stepped on it, and I didn't make a lick of sense. And he's going to try to pray for him, but he's just going to say, Lord, help him. He's lunatic. But the Holy Spirit, he never gets it wrong. He understands, and he takes it to the throne on our behalf. And verse 3, I'm just enjoying that. 
sure has been sometimes I didn't know how to pray. And I don't know. Let me rephrase. I, don't, I didn't think I knew in the time how in the world it got through, but it always gets through. Because we, we got the best prayer partners in the world. I feel like right now that I ought to interrupt myself and say, I don't know what you're carrying tonight. I don't know what burdens are on your heart. I don't know, I don't really feel a heavy one for myself, but I feel that maybe there's a heavy one here. But I want you to know that you've got the best prayer partners in the world. And if this ain't enough, look at verse 34. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also, likewise also the Spirit, and Christ who also maketh intercession for us. <laughs> Hebrews 7.25, Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for us. i tell you something, I wish we wouldn't forget what we hear and what we learn. I'm going to walk away tonight, and I'm going to hit a day where I'm going to be all torn up, feel like I ain't getting anywhere, and I'm going to forget that I got somebody praying for me. You're going to do the same thing. You're going to walk away and you're going to forget and you're going to get down and you're, you're going to say, oh, soul, why art thou cast down within me? And, but here's the good news. Even when we forget, he doesn't. I tell you, even when we're not trusting, he never fails. What a prayer partner we have. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Nobody prays for you more than the Lord Jesus himself. Nobody. You ever had that thought cross your mind? I wonder if anybody's thinking about me right now. Oh, <laughs> Brother Van Horn, I first had that thought and put it in print years ago when I was, you had got me involved helping write those glow-in-the-dark devotionals. And I wrote one about that thought. Do you ever wonder? It was a little booklet, devotional book for young people. I said, do you ever wonder if anybody's thinking about you right now? Oh, just go to Psalm 139. <laughs> oh, your own is mine. He's praying for you right now. Hey, I got good news for you. What matters to you matters to Him. I believe this. He's so able to pray that what you're praying about for people that don't even know Him, He's praying over them too. Because what matters to your heart matters to Him. We rejoice in that tonight. Now let me give you this last thing on this. This third thing. You can hear the voice of Jesus. Say, so, preacher, how do I know when I ask if it's His voice? Let me tell you, you can hear the voice of Jesus. Let's look at John 10. To Him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear His voice. And He calleth His own sheep by name. Oh, I'll save that one. And leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Oh, and you say, how do I know it's not the, the wrong voice? He said, and a stranger they will not follow, <laughs> but will flee from him, 
for they know not the voice of strangers. I remember this just come back to my mind too. I preached this a long time ago. Boy, I like when stuff's locked in your heart. You know, they tell me that when babies are born, that the first thing they recognize is mama's voice. Amen? <laughs> yeah, because they've been with mama for nine months before they come into this world. And you know, when the baby gets born, they take that little thing and from mama and they give it to the nurses and they're cleaning it and they're doing all that they do. And that baby just quite cries and squalls. And you know, that nurse can try to talk to it. That baby don't care about that nurse. The doctor can try to talk to it. They don't care about the doctor. I'm going to tell you the truth. Daddy can try to talk to it and that baby don't respond but you give that baby to its mama and when it hears her voice hey that's the end right there now I'm going to tell you something I've heard a lot of voices in my time and I'll tell you I've heard them before and said that ain't God and I've heard them over here and I've said that ain't God but I'm going to tell you when the sweet shepherd speaks to my voice I say Lord that's you I know your voice what a blessing it is that we can know the voice of Jesus in our life. He said, I'll un I understand that it'll be all right. <laughs> when I surrendered to, to the ministry, I heard his voice. He said, he was talking about something that was happening in the church right then and there in that morning. And he said, I'm the cause of that. And I want you to tell others. I knew. I know. That's, what, that's my call. That's my summons. I tell you, there's no mistake in his voice. Well, I know there are wolves. I know there are hirelings. They'll talk to you. They'll shout at you. They'll growl at you. Listen, child of God, Jesus promised that we would hear his voice over all the noise, but you've got to listen above the noise. Now, let me, let me just now wrap it up with some practical helps on this. Still anticipating some questions and thoughts. Let me help you with this, first of all. And you're going to start trying to practice listening prayer and conversational prayer. Start simple. Ask the Lord simple things. Easy things, if you will. Don't start with, Lord, should we sell our house and move to India and work with the leper colonies? Don't make that your first request, all right? You're setting yourself up for a hard time, all right? Start simple. And, and what is a simple way to start? I, as I've said earlier, start with this. Lord Jesus, do you have a word for me? I'll give you one. Lord Jesus, what do you think of me? I, I, I put that in my notes this afternoon, and I stopped. And I said, Lord, if... I want to say that tonight. I want to ask you that same question. And I said, Lord Jesus, what do you think of me? And I waited a while. And you know what I heard? Nothing. And by faith, I left the question there and went on about my business. I was up in, the, in our bathroom later on, shaving, trying to look good. And I said again, I said, Lord Jesus, what do you think of me? What do you think of me? What do you think of me? And Lord, I want to hear you. I don't, nothing. I later on got in the Explorer, back, getting ready to back out to come to church. And I, again, I said, Lord Jesus, what do you think of me? What do you think? And I'm going to tell you something, I'm content to wait. 
Because by the way, here's one thing about it. I know it's late. I know one thing you've got to know is this. He may answer immediately. And sometimes it might not be immediate. And so I'm content to wait. He hasn't forgotten my prayer, and I haven't either. So I get to church. I don't remember if I asked again over here in the office making my final prep, but in our prayer time sitting here, I said, Lord Jesus, what do you think of me? No answer. So I pulled my Bible back out and began to read. And, and I won't tell you what he said to me. That's a special thing between us right now that blesses my heart. But sitting right there, the Lord answered me. And I never would have imagined anywhere close <laughs> to the kind of answer that it was. And I, 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 I sought that today because I knew I was bringing this to you, and I want that in my life, and I want it for your life. But I'll say to you, start simple. Okay, be open-hearted. Not open-minded. I said be open-hearted because I want his answer, not mine. Yeah, I want Jesus to say to me, you're like Rocky, you know? We were talking about that earlier today. No, I want his answer, not mine. And then I would say, pray in the Spirit. Don't forget to consecrate yourself to God when you go to the Lord with these prayers. Make it count. So friends, I say to you tonight, we can talk to God and we can hear from God. Let's just present this to Him together right now. Let's pray. Father... We know and we should remember that we never force you. We simply believe you. We ask with confidence because you said that we could. And Lord Jesus, you have said that if we would abide in you and that your words would abide in us, that we could ask whatever we will and that you'll answer. And I thank you for this promise tonight and I ask for all of us all of us, along with the disciples, Lord, teach us to pray. Holy Spirit, be our guide, be our intercessor. Amen. Amen.